This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And I'm BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Fresh off the presses today, today, today is a very important, very, very, very important conversation about changing your default settings. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking about? For, for those of you that may not be familiar with a default setting is, you know, get your phone, uh, go to your Xbox, your PS4, uh, go to any electronic device. And there'll be some default settings that are there that are set to either keep you from ruining something or to keep you from having fun. So it's just one of those things where we in life create default settings based on past trauma, past hurts, disappointments, even successes and failures, but sometimes they're not good for us. And so today we're talking about pressing past those defaults um, so that we can live our best life, you know what I mean? So we can be free from the drama and so that we can learn how to grow past our defense mechanisms. I'm living my best life. Hey, that I ain't going back for book. Oh, okay. Have you heard the, the, yeah, the Christian want... remix? <laughs> ain't going no, back and forth with you sinners. I ain't going back no, and forth with you sinners. I never heard that. <laughs> no, I never heard that one. <laughs> Send it to me. I'm, uh, I'll make sure I put it as a ringtone. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that we're talking about default settings. And so oftentimes, uh, uh, JP, yeah. we have default settings and don't even know it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? So they'll kick in. Yeah. A lot of times. I'll I'll take what you call uh, a JP phrase, the <laughs> low-hanging fruit. Yes, sir. Of relationships. You know, this is like, a, what is it, Jeopardy? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to find, I'm going to take uh, uh, relationships for 100 over uh, here, right? Uh, yeah. You know, one of the most shocking things for me was, you know, my earliest relationships, you know, I would consider myself a womanizer as a teen. No. I thought that was, oh, that was a great, yeah. BJ. Settings, so. yeah, and I'm sorry. So, if you're listening to this and you still despise me, mm-hmm. I am, and I genuinely mean this. I'm, I'm really sorry for mm-hmm. how I acted. And um, yeah, there's no excuse for it. But okay, you know, when I think about relationships, mm-hmm. my longest relationship, and do not laugh at me <laughs> before marrying my wife of oh, seven. We're gonna be 17 years oh, married this gosh. year. Oh, uh, uh, hey, hey, no bishop jokes. I ain't <laughs> said one bishop joke in the last four episodes. Uh, you gotta okay. let me make it today, bro. <laughs> All right, okay. congratulations, 17. I got you. That's right. But my my longest relationship was three months, mm. and so for me. I really didn't have any understanding of relationships over time. Okay. Right? I thought, oh, well, these are just good or whatever. Mm-hmm. So get married decently young, marry my wife, and we move into our first apartment. And, you know, you kind of have all these expectations of what marriage is going to be like or whatever. And so my wife, 
is making dinner. You know, it's kind of like a movie playing out in your head. You're like so excited. Like, oh, I'm just hanging on the couch. My wife is making dinner. And we're about to sit down and have this meal. Well, she's making spaghetti. Mm. And when I bite into the spaghetti, it burns my mouth up and I go into a rage. Oh, boy. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. Let me tell you why. Growing up, my favorite dish that my mother made was Mm. spaghetti. Oh, okay. Okay? Okay, okay. But she made it a certain way. Mm, She made it with sauce and sweet. Mm, Okay? mm, Yeah, I like that way. My wife's favorite dish, one of her favorite dish growing up besides tacos, Mm -hmm. was spaghetti, and her mother made it. Mm. But she made it spicy. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Right? Actually, what you ah. didn't know is that was an old Louisiana trick to keep you at home. Um, but anyway, uh, I won't, I won't, okay. we won't go into that. We won't go into that. Mm-hmm. So listen, whether I realized it or not, my mm-hmm. default setting sent me into a rage mm-hmm. when I encountered something different. Mm-hmm. Now listen, I love my wife. Mm-hmm. I believed in her. I'm committed to her. And I was committed to her then. But I had no idea just how much, how different we were until she started doing something um, that was very unfamiliar to what I was I was accustomed to, and I mm. flew off the handle, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, JP, what are some moments when you were shocked uh, that your default settings came up? Mm. Go ahead. <sighs> so you so you give me that question. So you you, yeah. so you get to have a a, a, a story a about spaghetti, bro. But I, bro, I get that. Bro, one. listen, bro. I, I got a, I got another one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. All right. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> what? Yo, this is one of those moments you're like, "Does my wife listen to this?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Go ahead, man. Uh, I, I mean, it's so funny. The 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 <laughs> the easiest one for me to remember, just because it's like something that has seared her consciousness forever that she'll just oh, never man. let me forget. And it's so Go simple, ahead. bro. So simple. One of the first arguments we got into was probably the biggest blowups I ever had was me being furious because as many times as I asked my wife, again, this is like first year type stuff, first month type okay. stuff, you know, maybe okay. first three months type stuff, right, of being married, was that when I get out of the shower and I step onto a wet mat or a wet floor, it just drives me bananas, right, mm. at the time. She's the type of person that dries off outside of the shower. I'm the type of person that drives off inside of the shower. And, bro, when I tell you just one day, three months in, I just couldn't take it no more. And just my feet felt soggy. And I felt like I stepped into a swamp. I just lost it, bro. I just lost it. So my default, and when we talk about defaults, my default was, hey, the floor needs to be dry when I get out of the shower. If the floor is not dry when I get out of the shower, I do not know how to handle that. Right, I don't. Which is not a very difficult thing. All I have to do is wipe my feet off again. Like, oh, how how, how complicated is that? <laughs> Your feet are wet, dry them off. But it was something about her not doing the things mm. the way in which I wanted her to do them. Just became such a thing for me, and the way my default was set, I just couldn't. I just couldn't write the ship. You know what I'm saying? And it was the dumbest thing ever, and it's still the dumbest thing ever. But my wife will never forget it. And she'll never let me live it down. And and she's traumatized. How many times was this happened? Was it just one moment? 
Not, I mean, as far as me blowing up or just the, the wet floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said she was traumatized about that one moment blowing up? Just that one moment. It was just that wow. big a deal for her. Um, wow. You know, I'm still seven years in the game. My feet get wet often. But, you know, at least I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, okay. But it was just a thing for her where it was just like, yo, I'll never forget that time type of thing. And it really caused a rift for us and our relationship for a long time just, just because my default and I was wound too tight about that particular thing. Yeah, man, I just make sure I, when you come to my house, JP, I'll make sure we keep some dry mats out. Make sure that uh, happens, sir, because I'll talk, uh, I'm going to drag you, I'm going to drag you on my story. On my, hey, listen, I'm going to whip uh, out the IG. Listen, won't be the first or the last, bro. <laughs> you right. <laughs> Look, I, I have right. gone through a lot of dragons. Yeah, right. I mean, I think about many of defaults, defaults of anger, defaults of frustration, you know, even mm-hmm. just defaults of shutting down. I remember just yeah. getting to the place of my default was, I don't like the situation, so I'm not going to talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to disappear. I'm not going to say anything. And then going, you know, even if it's not within my wife, with my friendships, I'm just not going to speak about it. You know, you embarrass me. You, you know, you know, you made me feel this way. And so my default was setting when I experience a sense of embarrassment or conflict, I'm I'm going to go ghost. I'm not going to say a word about it because I need to really think about what was said. Yeah. Or if I felt like default setting that you pushed me to a certain place, now I'm going to get out of character. Mm -hmm. I'm going to act in a way that does not typically reflect who I am, but what's lingering inside. And so when I think about default settings, my default settings were um, set based off of my environment, right? Mm -hmm. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. I'm not a Cowboy fan or a hater, right? Based off of my family, Right, I grew up. My mother had me at the age of seventeen years mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father dropped out of school in the tenth grade, and I have two younger siblings, and they got married when I was at the age of five. Mm-hmm. Um, and we grew up in a one-bedroom apartment up until I was about ten years old. Right, so my mm-hmm. family, right, my grandmother, all these different things, these all set my default setting before I could set them. Mm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the heart of this conversation is that we think a default setting as preferences and biases and all these different things. What I don't think we realize is that your default settings, many of them were set because of the people who were over you in your most vulnerable state. JP, mm-hmm. how would you yeah. define default settings and how mm-hmm. we get our v- default settings? Yeah, I'll just do it by, by way of illustration. So... I- we go back to kind of like um, what you mentioned before about when your default gets triggered and you kind of ghost or go into a shell or kind of disappear or whatever. So there was probably something in your life somewhere along the line where when you were met with something that caused you some type of pain or some type mm. of frustration or some type of whatever, your brain taught you to say, you know what, so that I don't feel these feelings anymore, so that I don't have to go back and forth, so that I don't have to, you know, have some negative uh, consequence or negative situation pop up. I'm just going to do my thing, right? I'm a ghost. Mm. I'm going to disappear or whatever. And so it becomes a part of who you are based on some trauma in your life or based on some negative situations or based on some things that happened to you very on, uh, very early on, um, and it just became a way of doing for you. Um, and so what happens after that is that, you start to continue to do things that way, you shut down, disappear, da 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 da, and then even as a grown man, potentially if you don't check it, that will still be a problem for you. Good. And and so what happens is there are consequences to that type of behavior. You know what I mean? Like you may not recognize it, 
off the top, or you may not think it's a big deal, but in fact, it becomes a big deal because it affects the way you manage friendships, relationships, whether it's romantic or whatever. Um, and sometimes it can keep us from experiencing our best relationships, our best friendships, because we've cut people off or we shut down or we checked out. You, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. Yeah. And and so the biggest part about that, the, the most tragic part about that is that we potentially might miss out on good relationships, good friendships, good people, mm. uh, because once that default kicks in, we've already, we're, we're writing people off or we're not responding or we're getting into our bag or whatever. And, and, and instead of having a conversation like, Hey friend, when you did X, Y, Z, it made me feel a certain way. Um, instead of doing that and, and repairing or restoring or moving forward, you just stop and therefore, boom, you know, that relationship doesn't get to move forward. Good. Yeah. I think the hardest thing about default setting is it's so much a part of you that you you're not even you're not even aware how deeply embedded it is. Right, right, right. For sure. Yeah. Like it's it's just your normal, right? Yeah. So yeah. I have a lot of friends who were adopted. Mm-hmm. And I have mm-hmm. friends who come out of, you know, foster care. And I have friends who grew up in single parent homes. Mm-hmm. I remember my wife says this a lot. She grew up in a home, her parents uh divorced early. And when they divorced, her mother was just a strong woman and her aunts were just very independent, strong women and would emasculate men. That was her normal. So mm-hmm. when we would get into disagreements, mm-hmm. her default setting in conflict with me was to emasculate me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wasn't Dang. trying to be disrespectful. Dang. Right? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. She wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but her default setting was to attempt, let me say this, attempt to emasculate me, right? Yeah, yeah. And so what I think is many of us, this is just normal. Like she she didn't know like, oh, I've seen this. Therefore, I respond out of this, this yeah. default setting. And so part of the, the greatest challenge, even back to this illustration with spaghetti, is that not only do we have default settings that can be untampered with, but the people that we are loving and coming into contact, they have default settings. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you don't even know what's underneath because it's so woven into everything that you do that it is your normal, but it may not be healthy. Can I say this? Mm -hmm. Just because it's your norm doesn't mean it's your healthy. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just because it's yep. your norm. That's your norm, yep. right? It's what you do yeah. all the time. It doesn't mean that it's your healthy, right? What do you yeah. think about that, Jay? Go, go ahead, bro. No, that's absolutely truth. We we try to make our norm our healthy um, because it feels like the right thing and because we've been doing it for so long. Um, but if people aren't careful and if they don't correct that thing sooner or later, they're going to end up old, miserable, lonely cat women and men. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just the bottom line. And it's so funny. You said miserable cat. Bro, there's people with cats right now listening to this. Go ahead. I love y'all. <laughs> I don't have any bias towards anybody with a cat. You listen, shout out to everybody with a cat. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I'm just saying the cat lady, the cat man that's just 100 years old and there's 3,000 cats running around the house. Those yeah. those are the ones. Uh, if you got one or two, I'll let you slide. Um, as long as they poop outside and not in your house because... You know, it's just anyway, we won't go into <laughs> the cat philosophies. But so I think the I don't know, it's just one of those things where when people make their when they make excuses for their normal or when they make excuses for their default and don't recognize and realize they need to do something different, they're they're in they're in big trouble. Um and and you know, just in the in the moving in the line and moving in the vein of like the problematic nature 
of operating in your default or thinking that your default is your normal, you're really, you know, it's almost when people are pretending like they're they're not sick and then they're mm. coughing and sneezing and they get out in public like, bro, you should have just stayed at home. <laughs> or like the parents that bring their kids to children's church and they got green snot running out their nose, like, oh, they're fine. Yeah. They'll be fine. Or they, yeah. you know, like, no, they're not fine. And they're going to infect everybody else. And it's going to be a problem. And so when we're operating in defaults that are negative or when we're operating in in bad modes when we're, and we're trying to make it seem like they're good modes, we're going to make ourselves worse and potentially infect others. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah. I want to say a word to this. Sometimes we operate in a default mode because we absolutely needed to do it in the setting that we're in, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I'll give mm -hmm. you an example. There was a point in my life, JP, where I had to legitimately watch out for predators. Mm -hmm. I, I lived in an environment that was groomed by the government mm -hmm. to be scarce with resources. Yeah. And with scarcity comes desperation, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so... My view of life was about being able to protect myself at all times, physically. At all times, yes. Yep, at all costs. My eyes were always on, a, my head was always on a swivel mm -hmm. and learning how to, you know, defend myself and, you know, beat someone down wasn't an option. It wasn't like I was trying to, I was not attempting to become someone yeah. who was going to brawl just because, I knew that this was necessary because the environment created a demand beyond my control, right? Yeah. What I want to say is, so when I was older and I'd fly off the handle in a situation and I just yelled, listen, I thought that was a dub. Mm, yeah. In the past, yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. slapped you in the mouth. Right, in the right, past, right. I would have punched you in the face. In the past, we, it would have escalated way past that point. So when people say, man, don't push me to that point, I believe, oh, we're in this business meeting, me blowing up through raising my voice. I believe that that was better than where I knew the situation to go, right? Right, so right. So here's yeah. the thing. My default setting didn't happen because I wanted it to happen. It happened because the environment and the situation made it necessary for that to happen, right? And right, so right, yeah. I want to say to our listeners, your default settings that sometimes stuck mm -hmm. in, maybe you super protective of yourself and your family because there was someone who was going to harm you. Right, yeah, yeah, true, yeah. Right? So yeah. now when you don't allow your kids to play with other kids and you're overly aggressive at, at the Chick-fil-A play <laughs> area. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> right? Ain't no yeah. threats. Ain't no threats happening with them little balloons and balls. Sometimes them kids are a little rough over there. Yeah. But look, yeah. it's the play area. You shouldn't be in a fight with a three-year-old. Nah. nah, not at all. Right? Chuck E. Cheese, you shouldn't be in a fight because your head got hit in the head with a little ball. Right, right. right. But here's the thing. Nobody realizes or we don't realize that our default settings happen out of real reasons, out of real conditioning. And what we did was we modified ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we talk about remodifying. Um, you ever seen someone put together like a pieces of a furniture or like a model car or something? Mm -hmm, yeah. And they put it together a certain way because of the thing. Well, listen, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. The same way with us as human beings. Yeah. Just because you rewired something out of necessity of survival doesn't mean that's how your emotion is supposed to work. So 
If you go, I don't know why I can't have real connections with people. You know, they're one strike and they're out. Listen, you may have done that at a certain point (laughs) to protect yourself from real threats and real dangers. But now that you're older, right, that modification isn't how relationships work. JP, talk to us about how we begin to contend or challenge our default settings when we realize, oh my gosh, this isn't working. Yeah. Well, it's it's hopefully um, the first step is, again, the recognition of, oh my gosh, this isn't working. Because like you said before, there are too many people that are out there that keep making it about what everybody else is doing. Oh, they tripping. Mm. Oh, they this. Oh, they that. No, it's Good. you. Good. You, sir, you, ma'am, are the problem. Your you, default sir. Kicks. You, ma'am. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> right, right. No, right. You, you kick in. Your habits kick in. Your default kicks in. And then all of a sudden you're having problems or there's some a situation that pops up or life gets wrecked again. And and again, there's too many people, hopefully none of our listeners, but maybe some of our listeners and they'll find freedom today. It's because of you. These mm. things keep happening. These circumstances, these situations keep happening because of you. So first of all, good recognition. Hey, something isn't right. Something's not working. Even if you're listening and you feel like it's always somebody else. Okay, cool. Well, let's make it about you right now. Um, if all these other people keep doing these things to you to put you in the place you're in. So once you come to that stage, recognizing something needs to be different, then you have to really thoroughly examine yourself and find out what your default is because you you may not know or you might have been doing it so long, like you've mentioned before, that you feel like this is just how I am. And with that comes a thorough examination of like, all right, I might need to sit down with a life coach. I might need to sit down with a therapist and unearth these things that happened to me in my past or growing up or in college or in school or in my last relationship or my marriage or whatever um, so that you can see how these default settings are triggered and what they actually are. Um, So for instance, if you're like, hey man, every time I find myself at the grocery store and somebody gets in front of me in line, whether they meant it or not, I feel slighted and I feel like it's because I'm black. Or I feel mm. like because, because, you know, or I Tell feel the like truth, it's because, JP. Come I'm, on, I'm buddy. Saying, I'm just saying. Come on, help or the people like, out today. Come on. <laughs> I'm saying. Or I feel like it's uh, because I'm a woman or, you know, whatever place you find yourself in. So then there's something that's triggering there. There's something that kicks in. And yeah, there may have been real times where because you're a woman, somebody looked over you or because you were black, somebody looked over you or passed you up or, you know, whatever the case may be, stepped in front of you in line. Um, but it's, it has to go a step beyond that. Like certain things just can't be, can't keep being triggers. So once you figure out what the triggers are, once you examine where these things come from, once you examine how these things started, then it's a conscious effort to not allow those things to continue to be in place in your life. So like I said before, when we were talking about you, like, hey, if you notice that, man, uh, not necessarily you, but just when, if a person notices that when someone does something to me, say they um, slight me, mm. um, I immediately decide that that person is a bad person. I don't need them in my life. They're not my friend. They mean me harm. They mean me zero good. And I'm going to make sure that I have no more contact with that person. Problem is, this person may not have done it on purpose. Mm. And if you if you shut down on them, if you take them out of your life, you will never know whether or not that person did that on purpose. Wow! So you you just make that assumption and potentially now lose out on a good friendship, right? Bro, can I add something real quick? Yeah. Default yeah. settings, not challenging our default settings, can actually hinder us from our greatest desire. It can absolutely. Like literally, what you're saying. Is when I don't challenge my default settings and I blame, I say the problem's out there and not in here, mm-hmm. 
it can actually keep me from my greatest desires because then I say, every time this is happening, it's their fault and not something I need to grow in. Go ahead. Carry on, JP. Bro, I can't even follow that. I mean, that's legit. So it's it's really that big of a deal. Like like changing the default, being aware of defaults. Again, like you mentioned, there are some defaults that are necessary because of how you live, where you live, what's going on. But when it really comes to an interpersonal level, again, like even with my wife in the shower, like I could have continued to make this such a big deal that my wife could have left me. Like it could have mm-hmm. been, you know what I'm saying? Things can, can get to that point where people are like, I just can't take it anymore. Jesus or no Jesus. You know, sometimes people just, they can't do it. And it would have been my fault because my idea of how things should be done. And this is kind of like, you know, a default, not necessarily like it didn't have to be the end of the world default, but it could become, it could, it could have been a situation where my whole world fell apart. And again, I had to introspectively look at myself and say, man, what is this about? Oh, this is about me not being in control. Mm. I get enraged when I get out of the shower and the floor is wet after I've asked my wife not to do it because I'm not in control. Mm. And, it, and that boiled down to me not being in control. And so the, the, this is the exact thing that we're talking about. Like when we're operating in defaults, when we're putting up walls, when we're making big deals out of things, when we're blowing our tops, when we're making a scene, there's so many underlying things, or it could just be one underlying thing, but if that thing doesn't get corrected and if the ship doesn't get righted, that ship can sink. Yeah, so you're saying that we need to be introspective, not just merely insecure. And when you feel that thing rising up, that feeling rising up, where you say, man, I feel angry about her not being considerate. Listen, you have to ask yourself, not just in this moment, because sometimes we irate about stuff that shouldn't be, we shouldn't be irate about. You right, have right. to ask yourself introspectively, yo, when did that start? Yeah. Right? Listen, yeah. me feeling like that when I knew that I needed to, to feel like that and I felt justified started when I was eight. When my mm-hmm. sibling would push me out yeah. the bed and I would, you know, I would hit my head. So I, I think yeah, what's yeah. hard yeah. is yeah. in order to go forward, you have to look back. Yeah, yeah. And right. you have to make a conscious effort to do something different and to do Good. something about it. It can't just be a recognition like, oh, oh next time, oh, next time. Uh. It's always next time. It's like, yo, let me have a, I could have just had a cool conversation with my wife and be like, listen, I'm trying to grow through this thing. I really don't like this wet floor situation. It's really not a big deal. I oh, this recognize was a big deal. that. This was a big deal. You, you've mentioned it several times. This was like- I mean, a- It's just easy. I'm just trying to stay on the same page, okay? <laughs> I'm just trying to use the same illustration through the show to keep everybody on the same page. I don't want to throw too much at them. over. Just know. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm listen, I'm going to tear that bathroom up. <laughs> if, that, if that floor is wet, I'm tearing your bathroom up, bro. You're going to need, you're gonna need a, a contractor to come Why is to fix it. Why is that broken tile in here? <laughs> I'm gonna break the toilet. It's gonna be more than it's everything. It's, it's gonna be a problem. Y'all got no tape. Know I was there. Hey y'all, That's y'all heard on tape. You heard it now. <laughs> <laughs> He's admitting hey, it right no now. So the, the judge right, gonna right. be like, "Yo, I heard it on camera. <laughs> I heard him say it on camera. So there's no need for evidence. Inadmissible, Go ahead, bro. Inadmissible, man. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so you have to con- you have to consciously attack that thing, and it just can't Good. be something that you hope gets better. Good, good. So this is the phrase that I use in coaching uh, with clients. What I'm hearing you say, in order to look at our default, right? Because you have to look at it. You can't just blame other people. You have to be able to explain you to you, right? Mm -hmm. And explaining Mm -hmm. you to you gives you the power to express yourself in the current reality, not just what you've always said and reacted in the past. Here's the three ways 
in order to understand, to explain you to you. These are the three things you need to look at, okay? Mm-hmm. One, you need to look at your nature. Your nature are the traits that you share potentially with a parent or with a grandparent or whoever that are just your personality, hella high water. It doesn't matter if you are a minority. It doesn't matter if you were born um, in a certain country. This is your personality. You are inquisitive. You are objective. You are creative. You are these things because it is just who you are. It's your nature. The second tier of it, and I guess this is the next level of it is, it's your nurture. And your nurture comes Mm -hmm. through three things, right? And this is all along the lines of explaining you to you. Comes through your family of origin, which would also include your birth order. What's your birth order, right? If you are the youngest, then you have to explain you to you by saying what you experienced as a younger. How did you experience those things growing up? Um, Were your parents there? Were you adopted, right? Um, Some of the people that have the greatest challenges that I know were adopted. And it's because they had to form an identity apart from knowing who they are and whose they are, right? Yeah. And so, again, it's not that that's an end-all, be-all. It's just that it's somewhat of a challenge because of your your family. Then the second part of it is, of explaining you to you, uh, of your nurture, is your environment. Did you grow up in a conflict community? Did you grow up in the suburbs and you grew up in a rural community? What was that like? How did you experience that, right? And you need to be able to write down those things about your environment that cause you to respond or not respond a certain way, right? The last thing in terms of your nurture and explaining you to you are the personal decisions that you made after your environment and your family of origin. You know, maybe you had a baby as a teenager or Maybe you made some poor decisions in college, or mm, maybe mm-hmm. you got married and got divorced, or maybe you just became a shell of yourself. What are the decisions that you've made to perpetuate the situation, the um, the realities of your conditioning from a child? Um, and once you begin to dive into explaining me to me and creating a chart, you'll begin to see, you know what, a lot of these things that I'm frustrated with or I see have always been there. It's just that I've never been able to explain me to me. Go ahead. Mm, what What yeah. are some other things we can do to challenge our default and grow out of just living in default, JP? <sighs> uh, tough work, man. So much, man. Go ahead, man. Yeah. This is no, what happened, it, man. It, Go ahead. <laughs> nah, bro. It's, it's just one of those things where it's it's not fun growth. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's not like, oh, I'm growing my hair out so I can have a flat top. That'll be fun in the process. No, it's like when you're growing dreads and like you got the little dreads ugly and look. it just looks like Ugh, you got worms. Like got, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so I think this is one of those things where it's it's the ugly look. It's it's the, the real truth of the matter, I think, is really, 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 really wanting to do something different. Good. And wanting to be different. Good. And the problem is people don't really want to be different or do different. They just want to hear what it takes. Ooh. Oh, they, my they, God. What's going on over here? <laughs> Listen, please. Can you say this again? And can you explain what you said? Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, man. Yeah. Go ahead. People just, they want to feel empowered by 
actively listening. They want to feel empowered by saying they read a book. They want to feel empowered by saying, I listen to a podcast. Or I joined really a new have, church. Go ahead. Sorry. I joined a new church, right? But they really have no intentions of changing. Mm. They have no intentions of doing something different. Um, it, it makes them feel good to be like, oh, well, you know, I heard, oh, I, I read or oh, I watched. And it's just like, well, you can read and hear and watch all the things and shows and books. But if you're not really wanting to make a change, if you're really not making the effort to put forth the change, you're just wasting your life. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like the story I told you where the guy went to the golf course, took his shirt off, took a selfie in a sand trap, and then put it up on, on social media like he was at the beach. You just want to fake the funk. You know what I mean? Like, like you just want to fake the funk. And so I, I, I hate to be that guy, which I am on this podcast, but it's just like the reality of it is, I love man, that, if you're not though. willing. Listen, man, listen, I love that. <laughs> Uh, right. I appreciate being a good cop. I'm never the good cop. This is good. good. I got Go you. Ahead. I got you. I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. Nah, man, people listening, folks need to know, like, it's it's one thing to listen to this, but if you're not willing to put in the hard work and really have hard conversations with people, really examine yourself, really be like, I need to humble myself and say, hey, man, I ghosted on you because you hurt me. Mm. And I really want to get to the bottom of this because I really want to have a friendship with you. Unless the person says, oh yeah, no, you shouldn't want a friendship with me because I don't really like you. Then mm. it's like, okay, then we can go on about your business. But if 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 we are the problem, we have to be willing and ready to deal with ourselves and to make things right and to move forward. And so that's why I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on this practical level. It's like, man, no, I think this really needs to sink in for people like, yo, you are the problem. Mm. I am the problem. BJ, you're the problem. And if we don't, if that doesn't bother us, if that doesn't keep us up, if that doesn't make us feel like we need to rectify situations or do something different, we just wasting our time. Um, and so I, I think that's where I want to hold the listener accountable to really, 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 really evaluate themselves um, and, and not look for these 15 steps that we can give people. Because you gave three great steps, um, but it's, it's a matter of it, is this real for you. Thank you, oh, man. Yeah, brother. You, this is man. great. You're the man. Hey, no, you're no, the man. no, no. Listen, I'm the man next to the man. Listen, hey, and, man. And, and what you're saying is a process, right? And so what I'm essentially hearing you say is that, you know, in a microwave generation, we just want it all quick. We don't want a process. And sometimes people need a little help. Um, maybe you're sitting here and you're listening, you're going, man, I listen to these podcasts and I think this is a game. Well, it's not. Um, there are tons of individuals from all over the, the world who we do coaching with. Um, if you're looking for a life coach, you can visit buildabetterus.com. Go to Get Involved. Um, and your first consultation, initial consultation is free. And you can find a yeah. life coach. Uh, we just brought on some new life coaches. I'm so excited yes, about that. Bob and Nancy um, who are great, who've been practicing um, leadership for the last 40 years. And it's, it's just an amazing thing um, because our job is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.